Talk Recorded live. Welcome to episode 315 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is the one, it is the only, it is WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. As, of course, we always do, talk about one single solitary thing around here, and that is the world of pro wrestling. And, of course, they help me do that here, of course, uh, each and every night with the Wrestling News and Views segment is our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. It is the one and the only King Ice. Let's go ahead and bring them in here right now. First off, of course, it is a new nickname here for this man here tonight. Uh, He uh, gave me inspiration, we'll say. We'll just call him the bad boy of WCWS. He's also, of course, 2014 and 2017 Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCWUS. He is the one. He is the only. He is the king in WO, GTS himself, the one and the only Gerard T. Smith. Yes. And, of course, joining him by, alongside GTS is, of course, the Iceman, J.P. Jerry DiGuolamo, with, of course, J.P. 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer. Of course, also one of the hosts behind WCWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. Of course, right here on TalkShoe.com and all of our other other shows here in the radio network as well. And also join us on the chat box tonight, bringing you the rest of history and birthdays. It's, of course, the human suplex machine himself. John is never, ever gross. (laughs) Yeah. And also, John is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, part of the team behind WWS Raw Radio. Let's bring these gentlemen in here, as I, of course, as I have called them, WCW, WCWUS Click. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to three, episode 315 of what will be a very explosive and dynamite revolution. Dynamite is the key word. Bang! <laughs> there you go. Hey, yo. <laughs> yes, you talked about dynamite. Why did it? 
Hey, there you go. A pirate keg ready to explode. Is that right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you very much for GTS. The Hey Yo gets us gets us going every single night here, of course, on the Chosen Radio Network. And, of course, here tonight, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, we, of course, will be bringing you our thoughts and opinions on the SmackDown Live after WrestleMania. Of course, we love things uh, twisting, and, uh, twisting and turning all around on <laughs> SmackDown, just like they did on Raw. And, of course, we'll definitely be throwing it out there and talk, tell you all about it and our, give our thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, then, of course, uh, who knows what we might have on tap here. We might have a few little wrestling extras coming your way. You never know what we do here. But, of course, we'll be bringing you some more big-time talk indeed. Uh, of course, also, the Radio Network Group Tour is making a stop here tonight. I had a group that, of course, we don't get a chance to talk about here that often. Uh but, of course, you definitely got to check it out with all the posts we've had on here in uh, recent memory. It is WCW U.S. Interview Corner, where we have some inter- we have some uh, videos of uh, interviews being done with wrestlers from the past and present uh, from from back in, the, back in the day up until more recently. Uh, definitely check it out right here, of course. Also, tonight it's the home of, of episode 315 of Revolution. If you want to check out the live video on that, uh, watch it while, while it's going on right now. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS Wrestling Talk. So definitely check it, check us out on that as well. <clears throat> check us out on that uh, while we bring you the big time stuff here on tonight on Revolution. But, of course, if you want to get on it the, the original way, through, of course, as you know, talkshoe.com, there's one main man that can tell you how to go that route, and he is right here. King and W.O. can point you in the right direction. Well, you have to hate Roman Reigns. Wow, you get a lot of colors in. <laughs> Especially if you're from Orlando, Florida. Uh, I just can't wait to go to Chicago. He's going to get ripped apart. Uh, 1724444. The ID number is 138055. Press pound, press one. You can talk to us and listen to us. Right now, what are you waiting for? That's always been the same question I ask everybody as well. What are you waiting for indeed? Thank you very much for GTS, and let's go ahead and go to him first. Go to the main man first right here as for wrestling news and views here. King and W.O., let's see what we have on tap here this evening. On tap, we got beer. And cans. All right. Let's see what we got on the docket.
Hold on, I'm still looking there. Hey, no problem, man. No problem. WB has a new poll asking fans which general manager would be the best to work for. As of the writing, 55% went for general manager Daniel Bryan, while 45% went to Kurt Angle. My boy Carl Anderson took to Twitter today to congratulate the new tag team championship, the Hardys, on their return. Anderson wrote the following. Note that he and Luke will get the revenge. Hardy's beat us on Raw. So what? We'll get a revenge. Always do. Congratulations to them returning to New York. Corey Graves noted on a recent bring it to the table how the idea of Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania 33 did absolutely nothing for him. Graves took to Twitter today and admitted that he enjoyed the match. It's not often I admit to eating crow, but Shane McMahon and AJ Styles tore it down. I don't know how he couldn't say well, maybe before the match that he thought it would be crap, but that match was pretty good. Uh, that's all I got. I'll tag JD in. Earlier tonight, however, we understand that Hideo Itami, however, returned to the NXT TV tapings in Florida, however, and possibly there is some early discussion right now that he could be challenging Bobby Roode for the NXT title. Also tonight, however, debuting next week, or should I say returning next week, however, will be Drew McIntyre, believe it or not, however, as he will be in action, however, mind you, however. Uh, let's see. Like I said, how I'm just trying to see what else is going on. Uh, also next week, however, in a couple of weeks, we will see the WWE UK champion Tyler Bate in action. Meanwhile, however, according to reports, however, WWE and former TNA superstar, however, Ron Rex, better known to you as Damian Sandow, however, announced today, however, he is stepping away from wrestling for a while. According to, uh, Reports, however, he said the following, however, I believe this past weekend, however, if I can just find, I just saw it a second ago, said during an interview with Title Match Wrestling at WrestleCon that he's no longer working for Impact Wrestling. In an interview, he said, I don't know if it's going to be for me because I'm no longer with Impact. Ending on this note is not a bad thing. I'm not saying I'm never going to get in the ring again, but this is pretty cool, and I'd rather be, I would, I would rather people remember me all the good stuff. You can check all the interview out on YouTube about that. And uh, other than that, I don't think we got too much else to discuss, however, mind you, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens, however. We'll keep you up to date if we hear anything else, though. 
Oh, wait a minute, wait, one more thing. I'm sick, sorry. Uh, earlier today, WWE released Simon Gotch, however, from the WWE. However, no word if his partner, Aiden English, however, will be released as well, or if this is the beginning of the WWE house cleaning that is going to be starting relatively soon. Oh, no one will miss Gotch, trust me. Nah, no one's going to miss him, you're right. Uh, I understand that. Well, the uh, gentleman, uh, King W. Dwarke Smith, and the Iceman Jerry DiGiralmo, is King Ice 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that fit the print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it print, make it fit. But in, but there's only one man here that has the best way possible, and that's, once again, good old GTS. <laughs> If we can all hate Roman, <laughs> but if that doesn't work, you can all super glue and duct tape. <laughs> the best way possible, and always the old-fashioned way, always works. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, GTS. And now let's see what John has in terms of the rest of history here for today, April the fifth, and he's got a bunch here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and read off what he's got. Uh, first off, 35 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1982, in Memphis, Andy, Andy Kaufman defeated Jerry Lawler by DQ after Lawler used a then-banned pile driver on Kaufman. This, of course, did not stop Lawler from using said pile driver a second time on Kaufman. Andy had to be stretched out of the Mid-South Coliseum. I think it was banned around Memphis for a while, wasn't it? JD. JD. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah, the pile driver for around the town that Lawler was did this on Andy Kaufman. I mean, I know it was illegal. It was illegal. It was illegal in Memphis at the time. Right. Right. right okay. That's why Andy won by uh, DQ on this. So there you go. Yes. That's on the greatest wrestling stars of the '80s DVD. I think it is. Yeah, and I think, and like I said, they talk a little bit, but they don't. I don't think. I think they show the match also on the Jerry the King Lawler DVD too. It's good to be the right. King. I mean, that's what was best known. They have to show that. Yeah. Uh, 31, 31 years ago today, which was considered at nineteen eighty six in Yokohama, Japan, Ricky Choshu defeated Stan Hansen to win the PWF Heavyweight Title. We got some more WrestleManias here to talk about here, guys. 25 years ago today, we just put it at 1992, WWF presented WrestleMania 8 from the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, Indiana. 62,167 were in attendance, with 390,000 homes watching. That is down from 400,000 for WrestleMania 7. The show was noted for the build final match of Hulk Hogan. Hogan took a leave of absence from the company with the with the WWF under scrutiny for steroid use among its performers, and Hulk was trying to jumpstart an acting career. Hogan would not return until just over a month before WrestleMania 9. In the dark match at WrestleMania, before WrestleMania 8, the Bushwhackers defeated the Beverly Brothers. Hmm. And here are the official matches that took place here. <clears throat> Shawn Michaels defeated Tito Santana. This was HBK's first singles match at WrestleMania after splitting from Marty Jannetty. The under- and believe it or not, this is, I think, this is, <clears throat> this is, um, the sec- this is the second time that uh, Shawn Michaels actually started a WrestleMania, too, because if I'm not mistaken, 
when he was still with uh, Marty Jannetty, they actually were the first match of us here before. Anyway, to get back to this, uh, The Undertaker went 2-0 and against Jake Roberts. This, of course, was Roberts' last WWF match. Roberts would return to the WWF at the 1996 Royal Rumble and would wrestle one more WrestleMania at WrestleMania 12. I do remember that match. In the match of the night that possibly stole the show, Bret Hart defeated Roddy Piper to win his second IC title. This was Piper's last WrestleMania match, but he did make occasional WrestleMania appearances by refereeing at WrestleMania in 94 and 95. He wrestled one more time at WrestleMania when he took on Goldust in that Hollywood backlot brawl. We all remember that match. In the big eight-man tag at WrestleMania 8, Big Boss Man, Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated the Nasty Boys, Repo Man, and the Mountie. Remember when they almost kicked Ray Cone time in before that match got started. <laughs> Randy Savage defeated Ric Flair to win the WWF title, and it was the fifth time that the title changed hands at WrestleMania. This will be Flair's first and only WrestleMania match until 2002 when he took on The Undertaker, and this would be the last ever WrestleMania appearance for Miss Elizabeth as well. Tatanka defeated Rick Martel. This would be Tatanka's first ever WrestleMania appearance. The Natural Disasters defeated Money Inc. by countout in a tag team title match. However, the belts were retained by Money Inc. Owen Hart defeated Skinner in only 71 seconds. Can we say another WrestleMania moment for Owen just before his 1994 battle with Bret Hart? Yeah, I mean, that was, another, that was a good match for him. But he was still being called the Rocket at the time, I think. And, of course, the main event, of course, was, was Hulk Hogan defeated Sid Justice by DQ. This was Sid's first and only WrestleMania appearance until 1997. Papa Shango interfered in the match and attacked Hogan until the Ultimate Warrior returned to aid Hogan against Papa Shango and Sid Justice. The Warriors returned since SummerSlam 1991 with, with that memorable backstage real-life incident where he had threatened Vince McMahon with a gun. Uh, excuse me for just one second there, guys. I have to uh, <clears throat> answer something here. God. Naughty and the goodie, the Berry family. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry about that there, guys. I, didn't mean, uh, I had to take care of a quick thing, but I'm back here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, of course, the Warriors returned since SummerSlam 91 with that memorable backstage real-life incident where he had threatened Vince McMahon with a gun. Yes, remember that moment, too. Eighteen years ago here today, which would put it at 1999, yes, 
WCW presented Monday Nitro from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. It is noted for the introduction of WCW's new logo, which is the one that I use for on TalkShoe for Revolution, if y'all know which one I'm talking about. Um, the logo gained a bit of infamy when in an official announcement for the show, it was compared to bird poop. Huh. I never heard that. The new look did a little bit to change WCW's fortunes in the Monday Night Wars. Though they got a little bit, though they got a little closer, it does a 4.3 rating consistent with what they were doing at the time. But Raw still takes the night with a 5.8. The main event featured—I think I'm in this match here too. I'm sure the main event featured a WCW World Championship match between Goldberg, Diamond Dallas Page, Hogan, and Ric Flair, but was ruled a no contest. I remember that match. Okay. Yeah. That was before Spring Stampede 99, I think. Yeah. Eight years ago today, we put it at 2009, WWE presented WrestleMania 25 from Reliance Stadium in Houston, Texas. 72,744 were in attendance with 960,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. For now, and then that is actually down from 1,024,000 homes for WrestleMania 24. Really? For the third year in a row, the ticket sales broke company records. This time was six point nine million at the gate, more than a million dollars a million dollars more than the previous WrestleMania. Wow. In a pre show match, Carlito and Primo unified the WWE tag team titles by defeating John Morrison and the Miz in a lumberjack match. CM Punk defeated Kane. Mark Henry, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, Kobe Keeson, Christian, and Finley in a Money in the Bank ladder match for a guaranteed World Championship match of his choosing. The win made Punk the first and still only to this day man to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. <clears throat> More than once, Punk would cash in the Money in the Bank match at Extreme Rules and regain the World Heavyweight title. Excuse me there once again there, guys. Okay. All right. Next up right here, Santina Morella, <laughs> made it Beth Phoenix and Melina to win the WrestleMania 25 Divas Battle Royal. Oh, boy, that was a silly. I don't know what was sillier, that one or the one Harvey Whippleman did. Harvina. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one was sillier. Uh, I think Santino's. They say hers was okay. His. Didn't Donald Trump fire her? Him, her, whatever. Vicky. Vicky did, didn't she? I thought Donald Trump did. I thought. I'm. I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I thought I thought her too, like Donald Trump did. Though. Anyway. Chris Jericho defeated Roddy Piper, Ricky Steamboat, and Jimmy Snooker in a three-on-one handicap elimination match. See what else we have right here. This was Piper's first WrestleMania match since 1996. Steamboat's first WrestleMania since 1988. 
and Snuka's first WrestleMania match since 1991. Oh. Matt Hardy defeated Jeff Hardy in an Extreme Rules match. This was Jeff Hardy's last WrestleMania appearance until last Sunday night when he and Matt won the tag team titles in a ladder match. Of course, this past Sunday, of course. Rey Mysterio defeated JBL to win the Intercontinental title in under 21 seconds. This was the sixth time the Intercontinental title changed hands. After match, after the match, JBL quit. But in reality, it was his retirement match. However, JBL commentates for the WWE now as he's been doing so since September 2012 after Jerry Lawler's heart attack. The Undertaker defeated Shawn Michaels in the match of the night at WrestleMania 25. Taker retained his streak of, at 17-0. This was the first time Undertaker and Shawn first wrestled at a pay-per-view since the 1998 Royal Rumble. Huh. I knew it was that, it was that long. Wow. John Cena defeated Edge in the Big Show in a triple threat match to win the World Heavyweight title. This was the fifth time the world title changed hands at WrestleMania. Triple H defeated Randy Orton to retain the WWE title. Had Triple H been DQ'd or counted out, he would have lost the title. Six years ago today, which would put it at 2011, WWE officially announced that The Rock and John Cena would be the main event at, of WrestleMania 28. And we have a couple of eventful birthdays here tonight. That is the 31st birthday of the four-time women's champion, uh, of course, Ashley Reed, known to WWE fans as Charlotte Flair. The daughter of famed pro wrestler Rick Flair and the sister of fellow wrestlers David and Reed Flair, she became a four-time state volleyball champion in high school after she graduated from North Carolina State University with a degree in public relations. She was a personal trainer before she joined the family business. She signed a developmental deal in May 2012, but she made her TV debut in July of 2013 as Charlotte. In May, she beat Natalya to become the second-ever NXT Women's Champion, but hold on to the belt until she was beat by Sasha Banks. She, alongside Banks and Becky Lynch, joined the main roster last July. She became one-third of the submission sorority, later named Team PCB, with Lynch and Paige. After she won a Beat the Claw Challenge, she challenged Nikki Bella at Nine of Champions to win the WWE Divas title, ending Nikki's title reign at 301 days, the longest in company history. Following Charlotte's win, she became a heel and was accompanied to the ring by her father, Ric Flair, and then her new protege, Dana Brooke. She won the new WWE Women's title belt over Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. She also turned her back on her father, claiming that, she was no longer, that he was no longer needed. Charlotte was drafted to the Raw brand, but would lose her women's title to Sasha Banks. The two kept trading title wins back and forth, with Charlotte winning it back at SummerSlam, Sasha winning it in Los Angeles, Charlotte winning it back at Hell in a Cell, and Sasha winning it back in November, only for Charlotte to win it again at Roadblock. However, Charlotte lost the title in February of 2017 to Bailey, and she failed to win against Bailey at Fastlane and at WrestleMania 33 as well. And also today, oh, happy 61st birthday. And y'all are not going to believe this. I said 61st. I can believe you what I'm going to say now. To the newly inducted 2017 Hall of Famer, DDP, 61 freaking years old, guys. Happy birthday to him. Yes, indeed. Uh, as Gerard said, bang, at the start of the show. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> 
He was one of the eldest of three children, born in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, the son of parents of German descent. He was raised by his father during his early years. After his parents divorced, the name Dallas came from his love of the Dallas Cowboys. Both his brother Rory and sister Sally were raised by their maternal grandmother, uh, Falkenberg, lived with his, of course, his real last name, I think, is Falkenberg, lived with his father from the ages of three to eight. His father took him in at eight years old to live with his grandmother, who raised him. He admitted in his autobiography that he is dyslexic. He had many challenges that hit him throughout his childhood and educational years. He attended St. Joseph's High School in Toms River, New Jersey, for his freshman and second years, spending his first season on the JV basketball team and making the varsity squad as a sophomore. He transferred to Point Pleasant Borough High School in Point Pleasant, where he became a star basketball player with the Point Pleasant Borough High School Panthers. He attended Carolina University before leaving school to work full-time. He ran a nightclub in Fort Myers, Florida called Norma Jeans while he was working as a wrestling manager in the AWA. He managed in 1988 where he matched Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka as Bad Company, a team that led that he led to the AWA World Tag Team title. He was accompanied by female allies known as the Diamond Dolls, Tanya, Jennifer, and Tori. During this time in AWA, Falkenberg also managed Colonel De Beers, Kurt Henning, and Medusa Maselli as the leader of the Diamond Exchange stable. stable. I said stable. <laughs> oh, boy. He worked for the AWA at 12 dates over a period of nine months where they filmed all the television shows in one day. Unbelievable. He worked as a color commentator in FCW, soon renamed PWF, where he worked alongside Gordon Soley. Before he debuted as professional wrestler, Falkenberg's first pro match occurred in May 1989 against Dick Slater. He received a tryout as a WWF announcer in 1990, but was not offered a job. He drove Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine to WrestleMania 6 in a pink Cadillac. He was virtually unknown in the WWF when FCW went out of business. He was still involved in the club business until his day, American Dweeb, WCW. Booking and brought Falkenberg in on a small contract in early 1991. He came to WCW in 1991 as the manager of the Fabulous Freebirds. He managed the Freebirds to a shot at the NWA World Tag Team title where they beat Doom on February 24th. Falkenberg unveiled the stable's new road manager named Oliver Humperdinck, who interfered in the match. He also added Scott Hall to the stable under the name of Diamond Stud. He worked as a color commentator for WCW with Eric Bischoff. He started to wrestle himself as he headed to the WCW Power Plant where they trained the 35-year-old rookie. He debuted as a wrestler in a tag team match later that year with the Diamond Stud. He faced Kevin Sullivan and his partner, but was relegated to the jobber list. He made his wrestling pay-per-view debut at Starcade 1991, teaming with Mike Graham, where he lost to Jushin Liger and Bill Kazmaier. He continued wrestling and brought another wrestler to his stable with the diamond with the diamond mine, <clears throat> known as Raven and Vinny Vegas, of course, also known as Kevin Kevin Nash. The relationship between DDP, Flamingo, and Vegas were used in many angles over the following months. At Clash of the Champions 21 on, in November 1992, he aided Flamingo to defeat Johnny B. Bad in a worked boxing match when he filled Flamingo's gloves with water. After studying Flamingo, left the stable. 
Falkenberg teamed up with Vinny Vegas at the Vegas Connection. But the team was disbanded shortly after its debut when he suffered a torn rotator cuff in a match against Tex Schlesinger and Shanghai Pierce in 1992 and was later fired. While Nash left WCW to go to the WWF. He improved his character and sought the help of Jake Roberts, who advised him on the psychological aspects of the business. After his injury healed, he returned to WCW television in 1994 with his wife Kimberly as on-screen bodyguard Max Muscle. He held arm wrestling challenges to win Kimberly. He always helped him win or arm wrestle for him. He was also involved in an angle where he was said to amass a sum of $13 million through victories in arm wrestling competitions, a fortune he would later lose. He had a feud with Dave Sullivan because Sullivan gave Kimberly gifts. At Fall Brawl 1995, EDP would win the TV title over Renegade, but he would lose the belt at World War III to Johnny B. Bad. His biggest win came at Slam Marine 96 when he won the Lord of the Ring Tournament Battle Royal. He was number one contender for the world title against the Giant, but he never received the title match that he earned that night. He did a feud with the NWO after he gave both Nash and Hall diamond cutters on January 25, 1997 at Sold Out. He turned face and feuded with the rest of the group. A few weeks later, an uncensored Savage and Elizabeth revealed to the world that Paige and Kimberly were married. He proceeded to beat up Paige, ensuring a future match between the two. At Spring Stampede, in Paige's first pay-per-view main event, he defeated Savage. But they would score off again at the Great American Bash in a lights-out match with Savage winning the match. Paige and Savage's feud continued with Paige dressing up as a masked wrestler LaParca, and also and he also beat Savage. At Halloween Havoc, he beat Savage. Savage beat Page in a Las Vegas sudden death match with Hogan helping Savage out against DDP. He became the United States champion at Starcade from Kurt Henning. He would lose the belt to Raven at Spring Stampede. At Bash at the Beach, he teamed with Carl Malone in a losing effort to Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. He teamed with Jay Leno to beat up Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. That was at uh, Road Wide, if I'm not mistaken, yes. At Fall Brawl, he won the War Games main event and gained a world title match against Goldberg at Halloween Havoc, but he didn't win the title. Halloween Havoc ran slightly longer than expected, resulting in a number of cable companies blacking out at the end of the Hogan versus Warrior match and all of the DDP versus Goldberg contests, but they decided to air the Goldberg versus DDP title bout in its entirety at the of the uh, at the, on the edition of October 26th of Nitro, which resulted in a ratings win for Nitro overall, the last win Nitro would ever have. Page won back the United States title over Bret Hart. He would retain it at World War III, but lose it back to Bret Hart. In April 1999, he became the World Heavyweight Champion. After winning the title, the fans all booed Page. After winning the title weeks ago, he would lose and regain the title in the span of two hours from Sting, but, would, but also would win it back from Sting. However, he would lose the title at Slamboree to Kevin Nash. Shortly after, he teamed up with Bam Bam Bigelow to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Him, Bam Bam, and Canyon became known as the Jersey Triad. And through their alliances, Rick Flair took advantage of the Freebird rule in their matches. They held the titles until June 10th. When Benoit and Saturn took the title from them, they would regain the belts again at the Great American Bash, but would lose them to Harlem Heat at Road Wild. That was a good match. In 2000, Page became a face again and earned a shot at the vacated World Heavyweight title against Jeff Jarrett at Spring Stampede, but would lose 
However, he got the better he got the better of Jared by winning the WCW title in a steel cage match eight days later until he lost the belt to his tag team partner David Arquette. Page tried to win the belt back at San Bruno, but Jared would win the championship again. He was beaten by Mike Awesome at Grand American Bash in an ambulance match after Canyon had turned on Page. In his return, he teamed up with Kevin Nash to win the WCW Tag Team titles as the Insiders, but they were stripped of the titles, but they would win them back at Starcade defeating Stasiak and Palumbo again. They lost the titles to O'Hare and Palumbo. Page's final WCW match would be against WCW World Champion Scott Steiner, and where Steiner defeated him by submission. WCW, of course, was purchased by WWE owner Vince McMahon. Page became one of the few major WCW stars to immediately sign with McMahon. He debuted in WWF where he unveiled himself as the Undertaker's Undertaker's wife's stalker. He would go on to join the alliance during the WCW invasion. At King of the Ring, he battled the Undertaker in an unsanctioned brawl that was never announced as an official match. He also tried to attack Steve Austin's wife, Deborah, as well. He reunited with Canyon to win the WWE Tag Team titles over the Acolytes, but would lose the belts to Kane and the Undertaker in a steel cage match at SummerSlam. He became known for his catchphrase, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. He developed a gimmick in September 2001 to become a motivational speaker. He returned to the ring in rebellion and a losing effort to the Big Show. After the Alliance loss of Survivor Series, DDP would lose his job but returned in 2002 by winning his job back by defeating the Big Boss Man. And he also competed at the Royal Rumble match, but did not win it. He defeated Christian to win the European title that same year, but would lose the title to Regal in March. He was on the SmackDown brand in the draft lottery, but would wrestle his last match, including a neck injury against Hardcore Holly on the April 18, 2002 episode of SmackDown. His WWE contract was allowed to expire. He returned in the ring in 2004 after working for several promotions and debuted for TNA, feuding with Raven and Eric Watts. He had a quick run in TNA battling for the TNA title, but would leave TNA in 2005. He made a return with JCW, aligning himself with the JWO in 2009, but retired from the ring shortly thereafter. He agreed, he agreed to work <clears throat> for, on a DVD for, the, the, for WWE in late 2010. After being approached on the project due to his ties at WCW, he hosted the DVD, which was released on June 7, 2011. He made an appearance on June 27, 2011 edition of Raw with Booker T. He appeared with Kevin Nash and X-Pac at the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony on March 31, 2012. On July 2, 2012, he made an appearance on Raw by hitting Heath Slater with a diamond cutter and would be accompanied other WWE legends during Slater's match with Lita at Raw 1000. He appeared again on the old school theme on January 6, 2014, and in also in April. Sure. Inducted Jake Roberts into the WWE Hall of Fame as part of the WrestleMania weekend festivities. He made a one-night return at the Royal Rumble match at, at surprise entry at number 14 in January 2015, where he hit diamond cutters on Stardust, Bray Wyatt, and Fandango, but unfortunately he was eliminated by Rusev. 
He then competed in the, under the giant Memorial Battle Royal, but he was eliminated by Connor of the Ascension at WrestleMania 32. Did John have anything else here? In February, it was announced that DDP would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on March 31st in Orlando, where, of course, where he took his rightful place. Of course, that's well-deserved for DDP, yes. In the Hall of Fame last Friday night, and, and John, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays for today. So, John, thank you very much. And, of course, Gerard and JD, thank you very much, your gentlemen, for the news and views here. And before we get to, of course, the main topic here tonight, let's go ahead and get that PLUG from Arm King and W.O. Lord, are you still with us, sir? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yes, sir. The plug, sir, if you please. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The item number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one. You can talk to us or listen to us right now. Thank you very much, there, sir. Now let's go ahead and get everyone's thoughts and opinion on what was a pretty interesting SmackDown Live last night. Uh, of course, coming off the heels of WrestleMania thirty three as well. Uh, GTS, I'm going to start with you, sir. Anything you wish to talk, add about uh, WrestleMania? Uh, I'm sorry, SmackDown from last night. Uh, yeah. Uh, the women's title match uh, went pretty good. Um, I was sad that Alexa didn't win, but let Naomi have a little bit of run, I guess, and maybe, maybe just maybe. She can, uh, Alexa can have another uh, go at it sometime. Um, Ty Dillinger appearing uh, was uh, great. Uh, I think it was time for him to come up and beat Kurt Hawkins, which me and JD talked about earlier. I think maybe Kurt Hawkins needs to... uh, Cut Baron Corbin and uh, Dean Ambrose in a street fight. Corbin wins, thus, maybe, maybe he can get another title shot down the line. Oh, and earlier the night. Uh, Randy and Bray had it out and then Luke came out or I forget how that happened but tag team match Randy Orton and Luke Harper versus Bray and a returning Eric Rowan which I thought was pretty good that's all I got Okay, there was one other return GTS I think as well Mm-hmm. 
Okay, thank you very much, sir, sir, for your thoughts on the SmackDown. Uh, JD, you're you're up next. Your thoughts on SmackDown last night? Ah, uh, okay. Well, first off, I was glad to see the Perfect Ten Tidal and Nakamura make their debut. It's good to see them show up the way they did. However, obviously, however, and that was very interesting to see Nakamura confront Miz the way he did. However, and set the record straight with him. Uh, obviously, we have a new IC champion, of course, in the form of the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin, however, which was very interesting to see, considering he should have won it on Sunday, however, mind you, if you ask me. Uh, next, we had a pretty good main event, however, uh, but with the Superstar Shake-Up coming next week, the big questions are, how are who's going, who's staying? I mean, I'm sure we'll find out how after Monday, how... Are, in Long Island, but uh, all told, it wasn't a bad show. I mean, like I said, my friend was at the show. He said it was a pretty good show, and it was good to see Nakamura and Dillinger make their debut. Uh, obviously, a very interesting main event with Orton and Harper taking on, uh, or Rowan, I should say, against Harper and uh, Wyatt, however. Uh, the question is, how does this lead to another new member of the Wyatt family now that Rowan apparently is uh, turning face again? I mean, we all recall the last time he turned face, it wasn't very successful. So the question is, will this work this time? I don't really know, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Uh, here's John. John's putting up his thoughts. Let's put them up right here. And that was very interesting. John has this. John says here uh, the debuts of Dillinger and Nakamura was outstanding. John's guessing Nakamura is going to end up feuding with the Miz. I think he came out during when the Miz was out there talking. I guess. Yeah, which was good, and he finally told him to shut up for once. I mean, in his with his they violin. Left, they left the ring when he popped in there. I thought it was the thing I don't get though, and maybe we can all say the same. However, I mean. Why did he have a dark match with Ziggler when he could have been on TV? I mean, what was were they over time? Maybe, maybe, perhaps that's why he did a dark match, or they just didn't have anything for him to do. Because I think it was stupid he would do a dark match with Dolph when he should have just came out and had a mat normal match, you know? Oh sure, sure. Nate, Nate. Naomi, of course, still retains the women's title over Alexa Bliss with Ty Dillinger. John said he loves to see him get an IC title shot. And speaking of the IC title, Baron Corbin finally wins the IC title in a Bruce Street Fight match over Dean Ambrose. It's very brutal. The question is, though, could Corbin become a long term IC champion? I think that should happen. Hmm. I think Eric so. Rowan, I mean, he's due. Eric Rowan is back with Bray Wyatt, but they lose to Randy Orton and Luke Harper. Also, John says the Wyatt versus Orton match, the House of Horrors match. John doesn't understand why. What is a House of Horrors match? We don't know. Hopefully, Wyatt can shed some light on as we, as so we all can know um, what's going going to happen. And John thought that first this was going to be it, but he had something else he wanted to add. He's asking, could this be something like an asylum match? I don't know. It could be. I mean, I don't know what what type of match that is. Or uh, between Wyatt and Orton, or would it be in Wyatt's compound? Uh, of course, John says we saw a fight in the Wyatt family compound last summer with the New Day and Wyatt family. Could it be that? Could it be the same thing we could see again? John says he doesn't know, but that's about it for his review. Uh, thank you very much, here, John, Gerard, Gerard, John, and JD. Of course, thank you very much there for your uh, great reviews there of, of uh, SmackDown last night. Uh, 
before we go to anything, uh, before we go to anything uh, in our rest of extras here, uh, one small note here. I think GTS is going to be very, very happy about this. Tomorrow night's uh, NWO Wolfpack, uh, we bring Wolfpack home, so to speak. Uh, of course, our group dedicated to the infamous New World Order, NWO US Forever for Life. So definitely uh, take a take a watch on a live video feed from NWO US tomorrow night for the next edition of NWO Wolfpack tomorrow night from 9 to 11 p.m. Uh, in the meantime here, of course, we're going to get that little plug out of the way. Let me go ahead and uh, uh, let's go ahead and let's well, definitely want to try to find Oh, I got it. Okay, wait a minute. Let's see. I think I, I don't know if I've done this one yet. Uh, let's No, no. Let's give this one a try. This is something more recent, anyway. Here that came out here not too long ago. According to uh, the website, thetoptens.com, uh, greatest WWE so far, the greatest WWE wrestlers of 2017. Uh, Y'all game to uh, give your thoughts and opinions on the, on this? Good to try. BTS. Are you looking for me? Yes, uh, I found an interesting list. Uh, what would mind giving your thoughts and opinions on some of the stuff in this list? Okay. The greatest, the, so far, according to the top10s.com, the greatest WWE wrestlers of 2017. But of course, that's so far. So, um, let's start with. Uh, I'll start with number. I'll start with number ten right here, and work our way up. Number ten, Finn Balor. BTS, your thoughts here. Uh, what was that? Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yes. Uh, oh, I think he's great. Uh. 
He's had such great matches in NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and his career in WWE is only really getting started. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be great. J.D., your thoughts about Finn Balor? He's also, I mean, if he hadn't been injured last year, he would be the champ right now. I mean, he just had one bad break, no pun intended, however. But at the end of the day, however, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he uh, does. However, a lot of people are uh, pulling for him, and I think uh, he can, if he can stay healthy, uh, he has a great chance to uh, do some really good things, however, in the coming year. Okay. John, anything, any thoughts on Finn Balor? John says, what more can you say about him? He won the Universal title at SummerSlam. But he lost due to injury, but he will regain the title again very soon. Point there, John. Very, thank you very much. Number nine, Dean Ambrose. Gerard, your thoughts here? Ambrose. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's he's all right. Uh, me and MLD talked about this on debate. Um, I find he's kind of stale. He's kind of doing the same things over and over. Uh, if he went back to John Moxley or the Joker gimmick, kind of spiced it up a little bit. But I guess he's had an all right career so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. J.D., your thoughts about Dean Ambrose? I would say the same thing. I mean, he is stuck right now. I mean, he has not had a chance, I mean, since last year to get above the glass ceiling, so to speak. I mean, he had that big burn, of course, with the title for a long time, and now he's back in the big card area. The question is, can he keep it going, however, and uh, stand up for what he believes in? I mean, the big question is, is he going to still move up the ladder again, or is he going to stay where he is for this time? We don't really know. John, uh, your thoughts about uh, Dean Ambrose? John said Dean Ambrose, what 2016 he's had. He's had a good run with the WWE title, but now he's back in the mid-card for now. But John thinks that Ambrose might get another crack at the WWE title, or he might go back to Raw and try to grab the Universal title. Number eight, Brian Wyatt. BTS, your thoughts here? Uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt. What can you say about him? Really great guy on the mic. He's really coming into his own. Uh, and hopefully he can get that title back. Uh, someday. Uh-huh. J.D., your thoughts on Bray Wyatt? He kind of got shortchanged in his title reign. He wasn't champ for very long, and they kind of shortchanged him, I mean, which is a shame because he had so much potential. I mean, for a while they were hoping that he could bust through the ceiling just like Dean Ambrose, and he had that opportunity to crack through the ceiling, obviously, and uh, finally make a name for himself. And to take the belt off him so soon was ridiculous. And hopefully they get back, uh, not by burying him too much and keeping him in the upper card, but we'll have to wait and see. John says, finally, Bray got the WWE title. He has so much potential as champion. John thought he was going to break through the ceiling and 
and stay with the championship until WrestleMania, and hopefully he will win it back, win back the title real soon. Number seven, Goldberg. ETS, your thoughts here? <laughs> this is a joke, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to say this as gentle as possible, I think. Um, I said this to somebody. I think it was JD or MLD or maybe both. or uh, like No, I did. I think it was last night on uh, Revisitor, right, JD? Um, Goldberg didn't really have long matches in WCW, if you can remember. His streak and all his matches, I think all of them but two, his match versus Hogan and his match versus, who's the other guy? I think it was Nash, if I remember. Nash. That was his two longest matches in his career, and all the other ones were under five minutes, I believe. But maybe there was a couple more that were a little longer, but... And now his WWE return, he didn't have the best return. He His first match was a minute, 29 seconds. His second match was 22 seconds. And his WrestleMania match was five minutes and something, I think JD said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he thought he could come back and be a superhero. But let's let's not get it, you know, let's get the facts straight. He was out of the ring for 12 years. Well, he might have worked out, but I don't think he was in a ring till a couple of years ago. I think he did an indie show or something, but uh, he hasn't been wrestling for 12 years. What What in his mind thought he could come back and be this main event? And he's like 50 years old, right? So uh, it kind of sucked that it didn't work out for him. Sure, certainly. Uh, uh, J.D., your thoughts on Goldberg? Well, I mean, he has had an interesting uh, run. I mean, this time, obviously, he wasn't real thrilled with his run this latest time. However, but the question is, how are, uh, will he be back? I mean, he said someday he'll be back, but I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have some questions about him. I mean, it was, it was an okay run for the most part, but it wasn't a great big run, however, as you would expect, because you knew what was going to happen at WrestleMania. So, We'll have to wait and see if he comes back, but right now I would say his status of returning to WWE uh, this year or any time down the road, I mean, who knows? Anything can happen. And before I come to John's uh, thoughts about this, uh, GTS, while we were talking, uh, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, I think you had a, a, a particular insect kind of sneak in here on, on your On the one side, it says she hates the Usos. <laughs> On the other side, it says TVWBWA, the black with a bitch with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and she, yes, indeed. Of course, part of the attitude duo of Mattitude Radio goes, of course, as part of the Madness Kingdom Progressive Debate. And also the host of Team Name Men Event and WCWS Women's Revolution. She is, of course, the first 2015 Hall of Famer. She is, of course, the, we all know as the Black Widow, but also as the First Lady of Pro Wrestling. She is, of course, we also call her MLD. She is the one and the only 
the lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds is now joining us here. Of course, we do welcome Michelle to number 315 of Revolution. I am the woman of many talents here, it sounds like. Uh, uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> before we finish up this uh, list, uh, uh, we had already done our review, uh, Michelle, of, of uh, SmackDown. Uh, did you have any couple, couple things you wish to say about SmackDown? Um, Perfect 10 and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, great debuts by both of them. Overall, was a good show. Um, I'm surprised Luke Harper did not turn on Bray, or go back to Bray, I guess I should say. Um, Eric Rowan is back, and he is with Bray. Um, the, <clears throat> excuse me, that was a good tag team match they had between those four. Um, otherwise, I thought that the uh, the rematch for um, the Women's Championship was shit. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Um, but overall, I mean, of course, you know, the hot moments of the night were Ty Dillinger, finally, the perfect 10 has come up to the main roster, and Shinsuke Nakamura, they're finally giving him, you know, the main roster. And they're both able to bring their talents to the table. I just hope that they're not going to shit on them and they're going to put them with decent people to feed with. Obviously, Nakamura is, Obviously hot on the ass of Miz, um, which is fine. Uh, I, I just don't want to see them shit on Dillinger because, I mean, you know, his debut match was against Kurt Hawkins, for the love of God, really. Um, overall, it was a pretty good show. I mean, like I said, you know, it, it's been, you know, good, what, three days for wrestling. That's what it has. That's what it has indeed. Uh we were going through a list, Michelle, according to the top tens dot com of the of so far the greatest WWE wrestlers of two thousand seventeen. Uh Ooh, and I I made up the ten through seven. Uh let me just tell you who they are if you want to say anything anything I'll about make anyone. Quick. I'm late, I'm or, sorry. Okay. All right, number ten, Finn Balor. Uh amazing, phenomenal talent, and that's another one I hope they don't shit on. Yep. Number nine, Dean Ambrose. Uh, stale. <laughs> I think I said that an hour or so ago. Um, stale, uh, you know, career-wise right now, um, but he has great mic skills. Uh, okay. Number eight, Bray Wyatt. Uh, the most amazing son that uh, Mike Rotunda created, in my eyes. Um. He's amazing talent. Um, they gave him the WWE Championship recently. I don't think they made him the champion that he should have been with that title. Um, I felt like they kind of slacked on him. And uh, I think when they did that, they caused him to lose some some fanship of that. But in my eyes, Bray Wyatt is, uh, God, I don't even know the perfect word. Uh, he's he's amazing, really. He's amazing. <clears throat> and number seven, we just got through talking about. Uh, I was ready to read John's thoughts on this, but he stepped away from it. I'll get his thoughts in a minute. I'll go ahead and ask you, Michelle Goldberg. Goldberg. Um. Uh. Well, you know, made a in-ring return after twelve, you know, plus almost thirteen years. 
Uh, had a short run at it, you know, got the universal title, which was a given. Um, Goldberg, um, you know, back in the day, WCW and all that stuff, you know, WWE, WWF, all of it, he was great. Um, you know, one of the strongest powerhouses in the ring. Um, he is really good on the mic. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sad that they... Well, no, I'm not sad, but uh, I'm sad for him that it seems like he's he disappointed about this return. But I don't think it's going to be the last we'll see of him. But Goldberg is, uh, he's great talent. He really is. Okay. And John was John also said about Goldberg, he says he can agree with Gerard on a lot of things. With that, of course, Goldberg's return didn't go so well. But some of his outstanding moments was when he beat Kevin Owens for the Universal title and had an impressive rumble until he was eliminated by The Undertaker. John says, I think, they just had The Undertaker, Goldberg is done as well. Okay. Uh, he says that he will be back. He had to step out for a minute, but he'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back on sync here. Uh, person number five. Uh, hey, we're yeah. not in sync. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we on number six? We're not a boy band that's 40 years old and can't sing. Or three count. Sorry, go on. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, we're much more talented. Yeah, yeah, we are indeed. Uh, number five there, GTS. And I'm going to love what you had to say about this gentleman. Uh-oh. John Cena. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you couldn't skip me through. on this one, eh? Put me under <laughs> the bus. Oh, no, come on, man. I wouldn't what do that. What can I say about... Mrs. Nikki Bella. Uh, <laughs> we finally popped. Hey, we finally got to see The Rock at WrestleMania, but it wasn't The Rock I wanted to see. It was a big-ass diamond. Uh, yeah, I I think he only did that because uh, Miz pressured him into it. <laughs> but, uh, but what what can you say? Uh, uh I, uh, you know, for the last, and they, they're talking. He's talking about hanging it up. I think he should do a heel run before he goes, just to see if it would work out for him. Uh, you know, he's great behind the scenes with his uh, his wishes or uh, or whatever. He's probably a great guy behind the scenes. I'm not dissing him as a human. I'm dissing him as a wrestler <laughs> because. Uh, uh, his mic work's not too bad, I guess. But uh, I, and I said this earlier, like an hour ago. <laughs> Keeps repeating that. We're like uh, echoing here. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> his mic work. It sounds like it's better when he gets angry, when he's mad about something, when he can scream and he can like really get frustrated. It sounds like he's a better mic worker, but. Uh, He's not a bad wrestler, but uh, he's getting stale, and he does the same six moves over and over and over. And uh, I wish I couldn't see him, but I do. MLB, your thoughts on John Cena? Well, he always kicks out at two. That's a given. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, 
John, I mean, I do give John Cena credit for... And he's banging Nikki Bella, too. I forgot that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have to agree with Gerard. I give John Cena every every credit in the world for everything he does behind scenes, you know, for cancer awareness, on and on. You know, the children, on and on. I give him the utmost respect for that. The military, everything, he's amazing on that. Um, He is stale in the ring. Uh, I do think that this hiatus for him, you know, that he's taking off is probably going to benefit him a little bit, maybe to a certain degree. But otherwise, I mean, John Cena is John Cena. And, you know, it took the Miz, just like George said, to fuel his fire, piss him off, to cut one of the one of the best pro- promos he ever has in his what is it? I don't even know how many years he's been in this business career. I mean, you know, that one that he did in Richmond when I was there last week was one of the best I've seen his whole freaking career. I think he's been in it 15 years. I think it's been since so Yeah, one or two. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and now, speaking of uh, J.D., your thoughts on J.C.? Well, J.C., yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, J.C. has done a lot. We cannot argue that, however, like I said, however, he's done a lot, I mean, with the charity work, and that that has to be commendable, no doubt about it, however. I mean, yes, sometimes his programs get a little stale and they get a little boring after a while, but, uh, of course, he's got the best uh, person he's going to be marrying to Nikki, obviously, however, and uh, setting, I mean, good kudos to him, however, so uh, I give him props on that, so... uh, other than that, I mean, he's not, a, like I said, I mean, there's times, however, he does get a little, uh, I wouldn't say lackluster, but, I mean, there's times he can be. At the end of the day, however, he is what he is, however, and like I said earlier, he's marrying the best person around, unlike the Miz, who has a dog of a wife in Maurice. Oh, okay. Uh, Daddy? Yes? No, no, no. You know him, right? So I mean, come on. that fire, buddy, if you don't want to. We can't put it in. Know that, call. right? She's back and call. I mean, that's all. <laughs> we'll see what she does on Total Divas, though, with the second half of the season starting tonight, though. Yeah, yeah you have to be careful on that, dude, buddy. Careful on that. Putting dynamite uh, on fire? I can't put it out, buddy. I'm sorry. Pissing yeah. the widow off? Uh-uh. The black widow? No, no. Not a good idea. You don't want to do that there, Kitty. John says John Cena, a 15-year career, he has been fighting for the likes of stars and helping out the Make-A-Wish Foundation. John says he may not like him, but he's probably the best person around with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, so I cannot aim into that. Well, indeed, indeed. Next up, I think MLD is going to really get a real good, good kick out of. Uh, let me see here. Did I, did I, uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, whoops, I actually skipped one. Uh, whoops. Let's go back to that. I'm sorry about that. We'll go back down to number six. Cena was number five, by the way. Uh, let, let me uh, we'll do a brief talk about him. Uh, GTS, your thoughts on Brock Lesnar? Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> MLD stands for Melting. Okay, I can't say. Okay, that'll make any sense. All right, go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. I'm the advocate for Brock Lesnar. Ooh, 
can you say about uh, Brock Lesnar? He's a beast. Uh, he'll beat you up, and then he'll beat you up some more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just loves beating the shit out of people. He said that in uh, uh, yep. a video. He says he just loves to go out there and beat the hell out of people. <laughs> and he gets paid lots of good money for it, so why not? And he's good at it, so... Uh, I always been a fan of Brock. I just and I love his music. I just love that music. Uh, and I and I and I've been and a little shake he does before he like when he comes out in the ramp and he does that little shake. I do that shake sometimes. So uh, yeah, Brock's golden <laughs> in my book. <laughs> uh, MLD, I even need to ask you about stuff. Yes, yes, you do. Um, oh. Gerard is on fire tonight. Um, yes. I've watched Brock Lesnar since day one. Uh, I mean, starting from, you know, freaking college career all the way up. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete. Um, he is the beast incarnate. Um he has one of the best freaking man. Well, he has the best freaking manager right now, uh, Paul Heyman. Um, he's an unstoppable force in the ring. Um, I I I could go on all night about Brock Lesnar, but I I I love Brock. He is he's one of the best. JD, your thoughts on the Beast? The guy is a beast. What can you say, however? I mean, he can kick your ass, and he'll kick your ass again. And, oh, yeah, did I say it? He'll kick your ass some more. Believe me, he's done it a lot, and he's got the greatest mind in the manager mind in the business of Paul Heyman. People may not like him. People may diss him. But, you know, what? at the end of the day, all he is is the old saying, huh? cashing checks and breaking necks, if you will. Ooh, yep. good. I like that. That's and by good. the way, just to give you guys a quick update, and you're going to love hearing this one, Michelle, and Vard the same way, too, in you, Chad. Coming up on April 19th, we will have a steel cage match. Eric Young versus Ty Dillinger. Oh. On NXT in a couple weeks. It was announced tonight, however. Oh. That must be Ty Dillinger's last appearance there. Yes. It will yeah. be Dillinger's last, And then Nakamura's doing his last appearance next week for NXT. Yeah. They taped it tonight. I gotta say, I said I said this the other night, or was it maybe last night, uh, or I forget when it was. JD might be able to tell me, but I uh-huh. said I love Eric Young's heel uh, character in NXT. Yeah, he's done very well with it, and you mentioned it last night. However, believe it or not, which was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, I, I can't remember that. last night. That's weird. That's right. <laughs> we're keeping you on your toes. We're keeping you on your toes. That's I'm very glad that I have you guys to tell me that I yes. said a lot of stuff that I have no fucking clue what I said. Yeah, the good thing these episodes are recorded, GTS, so you can go back good. and listen to you. Good job. You guys are writing it down. Right on. Write that down. <laughs> yeah, it's like your Van Waller. Write that down. There you go. And here's what John has to say. If there was ever a man named, named the piece, it'd be Brock Lesnar. The German suplexes and F5s are very powerful. Brock said it best. He's not a superstar. He's not a good guy. He's an AWS kick in between. And Goldberg found that out at WrestleMania 33. That's okay. my boy, John. That's my boy. There you go, John. 
And there just, you, you know what? They're drinking the heel Kool Aid. I like it. I like yes, it a lot. He is. And you know what? It's best to say this, Howard. He's not just the guy. He's the guy. Let's just get it right now. He's not the bad guy. He's not the good guy. He's the guy. Exactly. Yes, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. Number four. The ultimate. The ultimate tweener. <laughs> there you go. That just sounds like a porno, but never mind. We'll go on. Move on. Yes, yes, indeed. Number four here, I think, is what MLD will also definitely get a kick out of. Uh, number four, the current SmackDown WWE Heavyweight Champion, Randy Orton. Oh, yes. GTS, your thoughts on RKO? RKO out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> what can you say about the 13-time world championship? That's right. He's pooped in, he's pooped in people's luggage. He was a real <laughs> asshole. Um, <laughs> but I think he's really calmed down now since he married his new wife. Um, and I think he doesn't hate Triple H so much. <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, he's just a great talent. What can you say? He came from Bob Cowboy Bob Orton, and he was a great talent. And so is uh, Randy Orton. So uh, he's going to go down as one of a legendary superstar when he's all said and done. But he's he's far from done. But he's going to build up his career a little bit more. But that guy's great, and I love him as a heel. Absolutely, indeed. MLD, your thoughts on RKO? Oh, this is another one I can say a lot about. Um, the Viper, the vintage Viper, 13-time champion, uh, <coughs> sexy as hell, has one of the best bodies in WWE. Yeah, okay, let's move on, career-wise. Um. Um, he's had a hell of a career he has had some had very many good feuds the one that I liked the best was with Triple H Uh, I thought that was a really good feud between them two Um, the Viper does no wrong in my eyes you all know that I've been a huge fan of him as well since day one and um uh, there's uh, there's so much I could say, but I'm like freaking dumbfounded right now for some reason. Um, I, I love Randy Orton, and he is one of the best talents in SmackDown right now. JD, your thoughts on RKO? Best one of the best heels around, and one of the guys who knows how to basically strike Venom. When it hurts the most, however, believe me, he shows people, however, that if you piss me off, I'll just lash out at you, however. I mean, it's a who's who of he, who he's lashed out at over the years. You've seen the list. You've seen the people. He doesn't come out with two great DVDs like he has, Evolution of a Predator and the newest one, which I still have not watched the newest one yet, which I will watch at some point, maybe tonight. But uh, one of the best heels around. As a face, he also has some pretty good funny moments and some humorous moments, but he is more uh, deadlier as a heel, and he just goes out there and beats the hell out of you and tells you how it really is. And he's sexy as hell. Did I say that? Yep, yep. Uh, uh, oh, yes. 
never hesitates to say that yes, the MLD knows her stuff about that. Indeed, indeed. And John says the Viper is back at the top of the mountain. He's had a great 15 years like John Cena. RKOing his way to the top is now the WWE. Here you go. Said it best right there. Number That's three. True. Yes. Number three. The one and the only here, uh, of course, a man who uh, gave Triple H a real good run at WrestleMania this past Sunday, Seth freaking Rollins. He has your thoughts on the architect. God, then I know who number one is. Son of a bitch. Sorry, George. Oh, that's all. Uh, yeah, number one is probably your favorite of all time, but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I give you a quick hint before you say anything, DTS. I'm sorry. Give me one quick hint. It's not who you think. Uh, I'll tell you that. Oh, thank God. Oh, it's not Orlando's favorite homeboy? It's Gerard. That's not number one. I'll come back in a second. It should have been on earlier. But that's okay. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I'm only trying to progress Roman's hate that everybody has so we can make it greater and make him a greater heel. That's all. Uh, oh, wait, what was, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, sorry. Uh, Seth fucking Rollins. Uh, what can you say about this man? First NXT, NXT champ. Uh, I wish they didn't get rid of the curb stomp because I love that move. And they got rid of the turnbuckle bomb, I guess. Um but that guy could do everything and everything and anything, and he's great on the mic. And uh, I see nothing but uh, great out of this guy from years and years to come. Doesn't matter where he's gonna end up if he ends up on SmackDown, if he ends up on Raw. He's gonna be at the top of the the ladder for years to come. Wow. I definitely, definitely agree with that. MLD, your thoughts on Seth Rollins? <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> here's another one. Um, my number one all-time favorite right now, and has been for a long time. Um, well, among others, but I absolutely adore Seth Rollins. I think you know, first NXT champion, like George said. Um, He's had a a great career. I mean, you know, just like we said, too, on debate tonight, I mean, he was asked to destroy the shield. He went with it. He rolled with it. He went with it. He turned heel. He did a hell of a job at it. He still is, but I think he has officially made a face turn, uh, or it is coming, which is fine. I like Seth Rollins either way, but you can still be face and have that heel mentality, and I think that's probably what he's going to give. Um, he's had an amazing career, even though, you know, the injury and the surgery and, you know, over and over and over again with, you know, false moves of, you know, messing his knee up, this, that, and the other. He, he, he gives it his all every time he wrestles. I don't care who it is, where it is. Um, he gives it his all. He puts on a hell of a show. Amazing on the mic. I mean, just, there. there's so many things about him that I absolutely love. But Seth Rollins is the number one A-plus player 
in WWE right now. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about that. Uh, JD, have you returned? In the bathroom. Oh, okay. He's, he's still in. Mm. We'll Did he laugh? I didn't even know he left. Yeah, he said he said he was still laughing very hard when we were talking a little while ago. But I'll be back in a second. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, so you'll be back. <laughs> I, 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 while we're waiting on JD, let me go ahead and uh, talk and get John's opinion here. He's the man, former NXT champion, formed the Shield, and went on to all his own, became the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. But he, will he be Universal Champion very soon? John believes that he will. Yes, indeed. I definitely agree with that. Uh, by, by the way, on the live video feed, I did double-check that. The uh, last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, has joined us there as well, so we do welcome her uh, on here tonight here as well, watching us Hello, on the Anne. live feed on the... Hello, Anne. ...on the Interview Corner Facebook page. Uh, guys, you remember just a minute ago you were... Hoping that the man that uh, y'all were talking about would not be number one on this list. He's number two. Unfortunately, he is. Roman Reigns is number two. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting Well, let's just say number two in more ways than one. (laughs) Y'all get what I'm saying? Okay. Um, He's in the Yoda house? (laughs) I'm back. After after this past Monday, I think he is. Yeah, uh, JD, quick your quick opinion about Seth Rollins, the Architect, the first ever NXT World Champion, the man who has battled injuries twice, however, with his knee, who does not quit and will not quit anytime soon, and will continue to kick ass with the best of them, and should be if he does stay healthy, the early candidate for Superstar of the Year. Oh, right, agree. Yeah. Uh, Hey, JD, you'll never guess who's in the crapper on the next. In the next <laughs> Can we give it a courtesy flush for Roman Reigns? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent guess. Yes, yeah, so if someone's never told it, can they flush it for this minute? But I know who number one is now. Well, we'll let, we'll, we'll, I'll let everyone take a guess on that before we get to that one, okay? But let's talk... I know nobody has anything nice to say about this guy, but if anybody has something to say about him, DTS, I'll start with you. Something on um, Roman Douchebag. I mean, Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Go ahead, GT. Behave uh, for this guy is, is unreal. But I, I can't wait till he gets to Chicago because they're going to tear him up. Yeah. If it. When did you say they're going to Chicago? April or no? April. May, May for SmackDown of NXT. But it depends again on the superstar trades this week and the shakeup that's going to happen Monday night. If that happens on Monday, he gets sent off to SmackDown. You're right. He's just going to be ugly, ugly with capital U. Let's just say. Uh, but uh, we're going to have to see how the fans in every city are. It might calm down. You you hope it calms down a bit because. You know, booing a guy and <laughs> telling him to go away. I think it's funny. I think he thinks it's funny, too. Uh, but uh, that's the wrestling business. Uh, but uh, Roman Reigns, uh, he's, a, he's not a bad wrestler. He doesn't have the best spear, like I said an hour ago, or two hours ago now. Uh, his spear's all right. And 
I said this on many, many shows. If he's going to turn heel, why don't you spice it up, uh, change up his routine, get some new moves in there, and you uh, you tease the fans. You go in for a Superman punch and then back away and laugh or whatever. Do Go to for a spear, but don't do a spear. Do something else. Do his uh, Razor Ramon powerbomb thing or something for a finisher or something. Um, but uh, And I said this on debate. He should get a heel manager to talk, and he shouldn't talk at all. Because everybody knows he's not the best talker. Um, so if someone could talk for him, and he could just shit at people like uh, Brock Lesnar, then that would work for him. Like, And I said this to somebody, I don't forget who, because I was probably drunk, but he should go after the faces in the company uh, well, it depends where he goes, I guess, but, like, Finn Balor, uh, Seth Rollins, anybody face, you just go out there and knock the shit out of them, and maybe blindside them or whatever. He's got to turn it up full heel, because I don't think, well, he wasn't heel, full heel, but everybody said he was, but, uh, he was... A tweener, not even a tweener, and maybe he was teasing a tweener, but he needs to. If he's gonna shift this into full heel, go ahead and do it. Let's go, like pull the trigger already. So he's got to do it, and he's got to do it right. He's got to just put people through tables and hit them with chairs and bash their heads through whatever he can. He's got to step it up to full heel mode because I think this Orlando <laughs> crowd pushed him, so let's do it already. Definitely agree, GTS. Thank you, sir. Um, MLD uh, sent me a message. She'll be right back. She had to step away for a minute, so we'll come back to her. JD, your thoughts on uh, Roman Reigns? Well, Roman always seems to get the biggest heat of the night wherever city, whatever town he's in, however, it doesn't matter where he goes. And he doesn't give a damn. That's the problem with him. I mean, he, he doesn't care about it. He'll suck it up as best he can. He'll tell everyone, to hell with you people, however. I mean, you can boom me all you want, however. So, yeah, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see how much long our, uh, we're going to see this continue. But uh, only time will tell, you know. But like I said, I think the way Roman acted, however, and has acted, however, uh, he has a reason to be pissed. So, there you go. Yeah, but if they don't, Turn him full heel off. Well, it depends where he goes next week. And if they don't turn him full heel, it's stupid. They did it all for nothing because he's got the. I, that's major, what, major, I, I was going to say the same right thing. Heel right now, they beat the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So why don't you, uh, like, take advantage of this and turn him, I mean, like, super heel? You have to. You have to. I agree. You have to. You don't. You just. Because if not, it's wasted. You, you yeah. Beat the Undertaker for nothing, and it's yep. a wasted thing. Yep, agreed. Sure. I would agree, hundred percent agree there. Yep, no doubt about it. And obviously, they're, and obviously, they're going to be in their backyard next week, being from in Long Island, and you can only imagine. Again, it depends on what the Super Oh, the New York crowd's going to tear them up. Oh, Long Island? Yeah, they will. And it depends, again, on the superstar shakeup if, if he decides to switch brands. But they will chew him up and spin him out like a piece of, uh, let's just say, uh, raw meat. 
raw meat, yeah, thank you. Exactly. Like raw steak. I mean, undercooked, big time. And they'll, and hey, they'll find you don't spit out raw steak. You no, but, you're, but raw sushi, meat. Baby. <laughs> sushi, baby. Sushi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, like Chad said, yeah, I mean, you definitely are going to get a lot. And like you said, you're going to have a lot of, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be there. Then Boston on Tuesday, and then you go to Columbus and Louisville. And so the next two weeks, we're going to see where he ends up and how much reaction he gets. So I, I would definitely agree with that. And no one wait for Michelle to return. Let me get her I think she just came back, I'm actually. Back. Oh, you're back? Okay, MLD. Uh, anything you have to say about Roman Madeira, go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, Roman. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my heart breaks for Roman certain degree. I, I do feel bad, you know, for him from this week, but um, <clears throat> I, I have to agree and, and say like we said earlier, Roman does need a manager that can speak for him because his mic skills suck. Um, in ring, he's good, but you know, his spear, it sucks. It's not the best. You know, everybody says Goldberg's is the best. Uh Goldberg's is one of the best, but I think the best of all time is Edge. Um, Roman is Roman. I, I I don't know what else to say. Let me ask you this, Michelle, and I'm going to ask Gerard this question too in chat as well. You said manager just now. Could we see, and I know this is, this would be interesting if you go this route, could you see someone like a Paul Heyman take Roman under his wing and be a no. Paul Heyman guy? No? Okay. No. Okay. Gerard, what about you? Well, he's a great talker, though, but, uh, okay. Well, I don't really know. I've Not if he's managing Brock, but, uh, okay, here's another question. If it's not him, what manager would you get? That is a good question. Uh, you know who I think would be great for him? Paul Ellering. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if, if Paul Ellering would leave NXT and the authors of pain, though, that's a thing, however. Mm-hmm. Wait! Get the authors of pain up and put them in a thing with Roman. The new shield. What? No. Not the new shield, but have a I think I think this would work for Roman if he had a unless he joins Triple H's uh well, wait, wait, I have a better idea. Yeah, but see Triple H can't be there all the time. I was thinking have Triple H have Roman KO Samoa Joe and he does the talking for Roman cuz Triple H is a great talker, but see Triple H can't be there all the time. That's the only thing. Uh, sure. Yeah, you would have to make KO the mouthpiece of that. Cause well, yeah, okay. Well, why don't, yeah, you could do that, too. Why don't, yeah, why don't you just make KO the mouthpiece for them? Because I don't think Small Joe can... Well, I don't know if he can talk that well. But uh, they're both... They're all three ass-kickers. Put them together, because I think Triple H is building a... A little stable, maybe. I don't know. That's what I hear, but. 
You about gave me heart failure saying off of pain, man. I was like, what? No, not again. <laughs> I know because you love them, right, MLD? No, I don't. No, 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 no. Can we talk about, like, worst... Can can we talk about, like, worst tag teams of the year? Because, you know, I'm all about that shit right now. <laughs> well, I, we I know your favorite team. tag team. Your worst tag huh? team, I mean. I said, Ooh. I think I know your favorite worst tag team of the year, the Authors of Pain. Yes. Well, hey, yeah. have you seen uh, Heavy Machinery in NXT? Yes. They're they're a really good tag team. I just seen them tonight. Yeah, they're pretty good. And as I mentioned to you guys earlier, what about Crazy Mary or whatever it was asked that she wanted to be out of uh, TNA? Or not TNA, Bye. NXT. Sorry. Bye. What? Crazy Mary doesn't want to be in there anymore? I no. don't. No. Her heart's her, not in there. Her contract is up the end of this month. <clears throat> But she only signed a two-month contract? Uh, don't know. That's just what I read. Uh, well, she only signed on, didn't she, a couple months ago? Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, That's what I thought, yeah. Again, what a crazy year. bitch. She could have been something. But now she's a crazy bitch on the indies. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> it'll be, I guess. And here's what John has to say about Roman here before we get to the number one. Which I'll let everyone will get a chance about this. But here's what John says. John said he believes Roman definitely has the tools to turn heel. John does. John thinks he doesn't think he cares about what about the fans one bit. WrestleMania 33, he believes, was the final blow, final piece in the puzzle for Roman to turn heel. By defeating the Undertaker, WrestleMania maybe turned him heel for good this time. And John also uh, says. Sorry. John said, well, if we saw Taker wrestle Reigns one last time at SummerSlam. No, no. Undertaker's done. Taker's not coming back ever. Right. I have to agree with that, too. And, and as far as his comment of, you know, Reigns doesn't care about the fans, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He, he does. But, you know, as far as a paycheck... <laughs> And taking care of his family, he's going to do what the hell he's told to do. I mean, that's just apparent. Well, but you I, have I, I to. And... Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, but I know he does care about his fans. I mean, what wrestler doesn't? I, I would like to think anyways. Well, I was just going to say, if you don't do what the uh, bosses say, and I think we did a WWE debate on this. Mm-hmm. The people uh, that doesn't do what the bosses say or they have a bad attitude or like a Teddy Hart, you know, like all those guys, what your bosses say, and it's a scripted show, if they tell you to go out there, like Stephanie McMahon going through the table at WrestleMania, you think, well, she might have wanted to do it, but that was an accident. They were, it was scripted to do it. She's, well, she's the boss, but like if, you know, if your boss tells you to go out there and get powerbombed through a table or your head smashed through a TV, you'll do it because you want the money. And if you put up shit about it, you'll be fired. So, uh-huh. all right, I would agree. 
All right, well, it's time to guess. According Can I to guess? The top, the top, well, everyone's going to get a chance to guess. The top, according to the top tens.com, so far, the greatest WWE wrestler of 2017. Gerard, let me ask you first. Who do you think is number one? Number one, eh? Number I, one. I'm sending the brainwaves to you, Gerard. Come on, we're on the same brainwave here. Uh, let me see. <clears throat> oh, wait a second. <laughs> Is it my man? Gotta be my man. Power bomb. Just it. Oh, you're thinking Kevin Owens, okay? MLD. AJ Styles. Oh, AD. I was thinking AJ too, yeah. I forgot about him, damn it. John, <laughs> John who do you think it is? No, John, it's not Roman Reigns either. Uh, we just, God also said AJ, well, believe it or not, he is, in fact, number one. AJ Styles. Gerard, you're Gerard, your thoughts on the phenomenal one. Kevin Owens should have been number one, but uh, <laughs> AJ. <laughs> he is on the list of DTS. <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's not on my. Well, he's on. Never mind. But uh, yeah, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. What can you say about him? Uh, he's great. He's a great athlete and. Uh, like I reported earlier, Corey Graves thought it was going to be a shitty match between him and Shane McMahon, and he was wrong, and he commented on that. It was a great match. I thought it was uh, one of the top three matches at WrestleMania. Um, like that guy's been they was in TNA for, oh, I don't know, 10 years or, or more or whatever, and then, you know, he went to Japan and, then he come to WWE, and he should have got, you know, he should be a main eventer, and he still should be, and he should be wherever he goes, uh, like Raw, SmackDown. That guy's nothing but good. And I've said this before. They should put him, <clears throat> Finn Balor, club together in a group. Hopefully it happens. <clears throat> okay. And I'll do your thoughts on AJ. Uh, true, pure talent. He always has been since day one. I don't care where he's been, what he's done, who he's fought. Um, he is the phenomenal one for a reason, and I agree with him having that name. Uh, whether he's face or heel, he plays a phenomenal part. Uh, I prefer him heel. <laughs> Uh, I think he plays a better heel part. Face, he's you know he's been great. Of course, he did that in TNA, on and on and on. Um, he's he's had an amazing career. I mean, he's just truly phenomenal. I mean, that's just all I can say. Ad, your thoughts? Ad, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, what can we say about the champ that runs the camp, the face that runs the place? I mean, he puts on seeing down so many times, huh? and he's had a pretty good start to 2017. I mean, he had a great 2016. Uh, had he come about five or ten years earlier, however, 
he would be multiple champions many times, Howard, but he just continues to grow upon his legacy. Well said. I'll see what John has to say here. I'm going to name the bottom. They got actually a bottom ten on this top ten list. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you know who they are in a minute. Oh, of course. Uh, AJ was <laughs> brought up in the WWE. He made a pretty good performance at the 2016 Royal Rumble. And in the year, he had a few close calls with the WWE title. Even having two consecutive wins over John Cena and then winning the WWE Championship. And finally getting his WrestleMania win over Shane McMahon. But could AJ Styles get back to the WWE Championship again? Maybe time will tell. Well, guys, here is here is. I'll start with number twenty, and I'll let you know <clears throat> what they had, what who they have on this list. They had two honorable mentions that weren't numbered. One was Kane, and the other was Alexa Bliss. Oh uh, dear God! But here's but here's eleven through here's here's uh twenty up to a number eleven. Number twenty, I'm just gonna run down through here quickly. Number twenty is the Great Kali. Number nineteen. <laughs> Sorry. If you, think, if, you, if you think that's funny, number nineteen is James Ellsworth. Oh my God. Number eighteen is Braun Strowman. Number seventeen, Goldberg gets mentioned again. I don't know why, but he does. Um, number sixteen is Jericho. Number fifteen is. Number 15 is Sami Zayn. Number 14 is Nakamura. And this, he should have been way up here. I don't know why he's all the way here at the bottom. Number 13 is The Undertaker. That's bullshit. Number 12 is Gerard's main man, KO, Kevin Owens. Which he should have been up way up here. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it, yeah. (laughs) And number oh, I am telling you about it. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. No, I, mean, I agree with you. I agree with you 110%. A lot of these should be... You give, me, you give me the guy that wrote this list. I'm going to have to pop up Powerbomb him. Yeah, well, the top10s.com. I don't know who came up with the website, Gerard, but that, that's what it is if you want to take a look at it. <laughs> number, and number 11 is Samoa Joe. Oh, gosh. And let me go ahead and tell you... Um, folks actually redid these lists and voted on who they who they thought should be in, in in particular order. But I've got the top three of each of these lists, and I will y'all might be surprised on some of this right here. Uh, first off, one person had and this is their top three. Number one was Randy Orton. Number two was AJ Styles, and number three was Bray Wyatt. Okay. Oh. Number this other list here. Had number one AJ Styles, number two Seth Rollins, and number three Finn Balor. Oh. Okay. The third, the third one here is, and this is going to be a shocker. Number one, they had John Cena. Oh God. Number two, they had Roman Reigns. Oh God. And number three, they had The Undertaker. Oh, that's crap. Yeah. And number four, and the fourth list here, this person here, their top three, number one was Goldberg, number two was Randy Orton, and number three was Roman Reigns. There you go. Uh, Can we yeah. do uh, worst top three tag teams of 2017? Ready, please. <laughs> well, how, about, how, about worst, how about your top three, your worst 
three tag, tag teams ever. Like that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. How's that, how's that, how's that, how's that, how's that all right, guys? You want to do that real fast? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, GTS, let me ask you first, my man, your, your worst three tag teams of all time. Oh. Top three tag teams of all time. Now, the worst one. The worst one. Oh, <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah, what Michelle uh, said. I think my number one's gonna have to be the Shining Stars. <laughs> yeah. My second one's gonna have to be. Uh, high voltage. <laughs> Oh, yeah, WCW? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They were the jobbers of the stars. Uh, Raging chaos. Number three would have to be... Was it Leaf Cassidy and Marty Jannetty? Yeah. The new rockers. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have to say that's my top three. Yeah. Leif Cassidy, of course, was also very known as Al Snow. Yeah. So, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I would agree with those, indeed. Uh, MLD, your worst three tag teams of all time. Well, you better. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh I don't believe, believe me, I do. <laughs> believe me, I do. Yes. I'm ready, freaking guns blazing. Number three, the bald villains. Yes. Number two, the Usos. Ooh. Number one, the freaking authors of pain. They're the like <laughs> the new World Wars of a new generation. There you go. That's it. Uh, JD, your turn. Your top three worst tag teams of all time. Whew. Okay. Number three, definitely the Shining Stars. Number two, the Vaude Villains. I would say, I mean, there was so much hope. But, you know... This team just has not really clicked in my eyes, and you think they would, however, especially after he was simply gorgeous. The fashion police. I mean, I would have to say that they're number one right now because they're just not clicking. They're, they're burying both of these guys, especially Breeze. I mean, Breeze must have said something when he first came up. He pissed off everyone, including the office, and he's just been buried ever since. And here is John's. Uh, top three. I'll start with number three. He says the bald villains. Number two, Kai and Tai. What? Yeah, he didn't like Kai and Tai. Top your pee-pee? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and number one, I've barely heard of this team that he mentioned. Number one, Techno Team 2000. Uh, oh, oh, I remember those. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Yeah, they were awful. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. And, of course... They were almost as bad as high voltage. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go ahead and uh, name my top three here. Number... I'll start with number three. Uh, hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm sure y'all remember this tag team. Uh, they didn't last very long. That's one reason why I didn't really 
like him very much, but it didn't last very long. Power and glory. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Hercules. Paul Roma and uh, what the hell was the guy's name? Hercules. 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 What about Jim Powers and Paul Roma? They were pretty bad, too, if you remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Hercules, of course, is another one that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. May he rest in peace, still. So, I saw a video of him and Scott Norton not that long ago. They were a pretty good team at one point. Number two, in my opinion, worst one here. Uh, okay, let me see. Give me a second here. No, 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 no. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, excuse me. This one didn't last very long either. It was just a small combo here. The team, when they teamed up Road Warrior Animal and Heidenreich. Oh, God, Heidenreich, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Heidenreich was terrible. Yeah, he was a, he was a loony, but I mean, he... Oh. More than a loony. I remember he made... I, didn't he make Michael Cole piss his pants one time or something like that, I thought? I think he did. Yeah. He, 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 he did send Michael Cole one time. He did yeah. Yeah. It's supposedly... He was bad as Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's the part was... Uh, and no one sometimes I said afterward, Heiden raped him, if you will. Or something yeah, like that's that. what I was talking about, yeah. But um, an honorable mention for me, and if y'all have one too, y'all can think about it as well. An honorable mention for me, pardon me, my number one was, and speaking of Ahmed Johnson, y'all, y'all, y'all reminded me, Harlem Heat 2000. Big T and Stevie Ray. Damn it. That was horrible. Yeah. When, they, when Ahmed Johnson came and did the Big T thing, and they told Booker T he couldn't be, he, he can only be called Booker. And he had to come out to that Leave it the Beaver type theme song and all that stuff. Uh, no. that, was, that, that was a disgrace right there, man. I mean, that right there was blue big time. That's my honorable mention for a worst tattoo. But my number one, talk about this. One, we haven't talked, we talked about it before, but it's been a while since we talked about it. The American Males. Mm-hmm. Bob Bell and Scully Riggs. I'll tell you who my uh, honorable mention worst team was, and you guys are going to laugh at this, but I'm going to say the Misfits, the one that were with Vampiro, Jerry Only, and that other guy. I mean, they really weren't that solid at all, and they were just lackluster, you know? They came in and didn't do much, you know? Oh, um, I got a good honorable mention. Okay. Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. The Boogie Nights. That's Boogie right. Nights, yeah. Oh, God, just... I saw a clip, and Gerard, you know, and, I know what I'm Mag- talking about. Wasn't the Chinese guy named Magnum or something? Something like that. Yeah, I know who's talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gerard, you remember uh, uh, this clip is floating around YouTube of a Goldberg match in WCW. I think it was a Nitro or a Thunder, in which they said the Boogie Knights was supposed to be in some sort of tag team tournament. They turned it, they sold it to Chronic. But Ric Flair told him, are you going back out there to wrestle? And he wrestled both, and he and both of them wrestled Goldberg at the same time, and Goldberg pinned them both at the same time. But, uh, um, but I don't know if you remember that match or not. But it's on YouTube somewhere. Go 
Goldberg versus the Booker. Yeah, Bears. I remember. Yeah, so MLD, you have a you have an you have an honorable mention for a bad tag team. Yes, the Office of Pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're terrible. Well, let's. We have. I know it's a little over eleven o'clock, but real quickly, let's all go through the, the three best. Did the three worst? That's the three exactly best. what I said. Yes, you're reading my mind, Chad. Yeah, that's the yeah, GTS. The best three of all, of all time. New, old, whatever. Three best tag teams of all time. Yes, old, new, whatever you want. <laughs> I think I know one you of them. You wet my whistle on that one, my friend. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <oof>. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me see. I'm going to go backwards or frontwards. No, backwards. I'm going to go one, two, three. You guys are going three, two, one. I'm going to go one, two, three. Because I'm different. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, okay. So, my number one tag team is The Outsiders. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. My number two team, this is this is actually really hard. Um, I'm going to go with Edge and Christian. Oh. And my number three team is going to be the Young Bucks, baby. Oh, (laughs) good choices. Very good choices. Uh, MLD, that's three. I'm I'm torn because I want to do like old school and then I want to do three new school. But anyways, um, oh shit, this is hard. This is really hard. Um, oh shit, man, this is tough. Um, oh god. I'm going to agree with Gerard. Number three, the Young Bucks. <clears throat> Number two, oh man, damn, damn, damn. Um, this is really hard. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Uh, number two, I'm going to say Harlem Heat, because I love Booker T. The Harlem Hangover. <laughs> love that move. Mm-hmm. Number one, I have a tie, and the tie is between The Revival and DIY. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Oh, by the way, GTA, did you have an honorable mention for your best tactic? Yes, yes, I do. The club. Yes. Uh, MLD, do you have an honorable mention? Um. The authors of pain. 
negative, Ghost Rider. Um, Powder is full. I'm gonna say this is tough. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna say Legion of Doom. Okay. That's, that's a good honorable mention there. Uh, JD, your, your three best plus an honorable mention. Okay. The Outsiders, the Legion of Doom, and my third team. I was torn on this one, but I'm going to go with the Dudleys on this one. Oh, yeah, the Dudleys. Damn. And my honorable mention will be Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, the Brain Busters. Oh, good wow. One. Good team. Good team. John, here's what John's three best, and plus he has his honorable mention. His three best are the Legion of Doom, the Dudley Boys, and the New Age Outlaws. Oh, the Outlaws! I the New Age Outlaws too, but it's very, very hard. Yes, it is. Oh. So many great Some of the best of all time there. Uh, of course, Outlaws features the one and the only Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. You know, we'll do that. And John mm-hmm. has an honorable mention. Of course, he's got the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane. Good one, John. Good one, Very John. Good Real good choice, Sam. Yep. Yeah, okay. Now, now, let me go ahead and bring mine in. Number three, I've got to say the Steiner Brothers. Number two. Yeah. Yes. Number two, i got to say, I know they weren't around for long, but number two for me would be, I'm going really old school on this, guys. The Mega Powers. Yes, Hogan I was thinking of Hogan and Savage, yeah. My honorable mention is... And I think it'd be wise to count groups in with this, even though we're talking about tag teams. My honorable mention, and GTS is going to have a big old smile on his face when he hears this, the N-W-O. <clears throat> <laughs> Well, hell yeah! There you go. And my number, and my number one has got to be. What's Everyone's been saying so many great teams over the years. Without tag teams, you wouldn't have wrestling where it is today, in any form. My personal opinion. Uh, I would have to go with. Hmm. I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and I am going to say the Rockers. Uh, yes. The original Rockers. Yes. Michaels and Janetti. Yes. Yes. Mark. Actually, I saw I saw their reunion from '05 when they wrestled Bob Resistance. And Michael and Janetti, Janetti around that time did not lose it; had, to, had not lost a step. Him and Shawn Michaels were still in sync. Um, there I go. I said that again. Oh. <laughs> okay. Can we do Great. one more? Yeah. Uh, well, GTS. How about one more there, but one more for the road. There you go. We'll call it one more one. round for the road. Yeah, because MLD wants it. She'll get it. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, another top, another top three MLD. Uh, um, yeah. 
A top three what this time? Your top three superstars of 2017. So just for this year so far. Is it respect yes. to the WWE or is it can it be anywhere? Any faction. Anywhere, okay. GTS, top three, in your opinion, of 2017. I'm anywhere. Wow, this could get a little interesting. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> so we're going... <laughs> about D, we're going across the board, right? So we're going TNA, ROH, WWE? Uh, you, or... Whatever, however you want to do it. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Huh. I'm going to go... Three overall of any of, of any and every faction. Okay, yeah, that, that's good. Okay, I'm going to go... Number three, I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. Right on. I'm going to go number two, I'm going to go... Adam Cole, baby. (laughs) And number one, I'm going to go... a tough one. <coughs> yeah, I'm going to do three in an honorable mention. Yes. Number one, I'm going to do AJ Styles, and my honorable mention is Kevin Owens. Ah, very good choices. Very good indeed. MLD, of course, same thing, your top three best of 2017, plus an honorable mention. Oh, boy. Um, Why did I do this? Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Number three would have to be... (laughs) um, Oh my god. Oh shit. Um Bobby Brood. Number two. Oh shit, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> Number two Cody Rhodes. Number one is Seth frickin' Rollins. And my honorable mention is the miracle Mike Bennett. Oh, good choices. And MLD, it always pays to be rude. (laughs) JD, your thoughts? I might be top guy so far. I would say uh, Kevin Owens. 
I would say number two would be Samoa Joe. And number three would be AJ Styles. Honorable yeah. mention? And my honorable mention will go to... Gerard T. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy, yeah, Sammy Zayn gets my honorable mention. No, that's oh, legit. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, he is the ultimate underdog. They don't call him the underdog of Underworld for nothing. So, yeah. Up, to... And here's what John has to say here. Uh, his top three, number three, he's got Seth Rollins. Number two, he's got Brock Lesnar. And number one, oh. he's got... A... Roman Reigns. No, no, number one, he's got AJ Styles. I forgot and Brock. And as honorable mentioned, he does agree with Gerard. He's going with KO for his honorable mention. <laughs> and I guess in my case, uh, ooh. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, my, mine may surprise you. Mine may, may surprise you. Um, seeing this guy perform here in recent memory and all that, he does fall on my list here. Number three, I got to say Nakamura. Mm. Number, Damn, I forgot Nakamura. <laughs> number two, uh, oh, so many great ones there. Indeed. Uh, number two, I got to give it to Braun Strowman. He, he's been very impressive. Mm. Um, number one. My list would have to be uh, – bear with me here. Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking Raw, Raw, SmackDown, all of them from about everywhere here that I've read about in recent memory. Mm. Oh gosh. My number one would have to be KO. Yeah. And my honorable mention. Goldberg. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I'm, I'm not choosing Goldberg in this case. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, Excuse me. I, I've been looking at a lot of the younger talent there, too. A lot of impressive, a lot of the younger talent. Um, I've got to say, no, not that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, gosh. So many great guys. I didn't say I didn't say it yet, but if y'all said it in y'all's list, this is my honorable mention. Is Seth Rollins? Yes, yes. There you go. We've said some good ones. We've done some good ones here, and uh, we'll be. I'll be looking for. I'll be looking through some more lists and try to find some more stuff. I'm trying to find some some of the most recent stuff I could find, um, but maybe I can find something a little bit different here. We can do tomorrow, Wolfpack, or Friday, or Wait Revolution, something like that. <clears throat> Speaking of which, as Gerard, I told told everyone before, Gerard is going to be one happy camper tomorrow night. 
because NWO Wolfpack will be at the it will be at the home uh, will be at the home of course of our tribute to the NWO NWO US forever for life. Uh, so our live video feed will be coming from there tomorrow. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But I know GTS is going to be ecstatic. Be all NWO tomorrow night. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> the black and white, uh, black and white, red and black, whatever you want to wear, and all that doesn't make a difference. All the Wolfpack will be all NWO. Yes, indeed. Tomorrow night. On that note, we thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for episode 315 of Revolution. Of course, a live video feed coming from WWUS Interview Corner, and the video will will be up, ready to go. Look, look, look at it here shortly. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWUS Wrestling Talk. As we, of course, now have this video, we'll have this video among some of the best wrestling interviews of all time. If you want to take a gander at that, plus some of those that we posted on there over time. We want to thank everyone for coming on here tonight, giving their thoughts about SmackDown and all the news, views, and history and birthdays. Uh, <clears throat> uh, GTS, I think it's about time for us to head on out, so let's go ahead and go home. Yes, yes, we should uh, go home. This has been another episodic episode of WCW US Revolution. The players in the game are as the following. Chad the Boss Hinshaw, JD the Iceman, MLD the Very Classy Lady, John the Human Suplex Machine, Last but not least, King NBO GTS. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless. And see you in the ring. Oh,